0: Hello and welcome back for episode 25 of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami. I am super excited to be back after a few weeks away from editing and publishing the podcast. Uh, I've just been a little bit busy with uh, work and getting back into you know the rhythm and into the swing of things. I have a lot of great episodes coming up, a lot of great guests, a lot of great content, a lot of great information for you guys, especially for the new grads out there. So take note, and I uh, hope you guys do listen to the series coming up, and you know, definitely if you haven't, if you're new to the podcast, catch up on the previous episodes as well. In this episode, I'm really excited to have a fantastic dentist, Dr. Kirti. Uh, Dr. Kirti is uh, really active on Instagram, and she's become a great mentor and a great friend, and she's always... Uh, really generous with her time and her expertise and just giving me feedback and helping me out with all my you know, clinical questions that I have. Um, she's really done it all. She's uh, specialized in oral medicine. Uh, she's done a aesthetic dentistry continuum at the UCLA. And um, she's currently a faculty member at the Spear Aesthetic Institute as well. She has her own practice. She's really into seric dentistry. Uh, which we kind of dive into a little bit in this podcast. So I hope you guys do listen to it, and I hope you guys get a lot of great value as I did. Um, She drops a lot of great quotes and a lot of great pearls, um, and a lot of things that will definitely stick with me and have really uh, shaped the way that I think about comprehensive dentistry going forward. So without further ado, I'll jump into the episode, and I hope uh, you guys enjoy it. Uh, Please subscribe on podcast app, on uh, Spotify, on YouTube, and uh, give us a feedback as well. I always do appreciate it. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Azami, So, Doctor Kirti, uh, how we do this in this podcast is normally we sort of start off with like an origin story, um, and I know you've had a pretty cool history, just you know, based on what we talked about before. Uh, so, if you want, to, you know, maybe give us like a you know brief like three or four minute version of like from high school onwards what you've been up to, <laughs> and then I uh, know we'll sort of uh, pick and choose from there, and we'll kind of take things from there.
1: Yeah, so that was a while back, high school. Um, so after high, well, I grew up in India, and. Um, After high school, you know, in India, we um, decide on a profession after high school. So um, if you have uh, applied for dental schools or medical schools, you go right after. Yeah. So you're pretty young uh, when you get into dental school or medical school. So that's what I did then and um,
0: how long uh, is that because uh, cool. i know like in, that's a four-year
1: uh, program plus oh, one f- year internship so
0: yeah wow, it's pretty short still because i know like in iran and stuff we have like uh my cousins are doing med school there and it's like seven years like so it's like from high school they go into like med or dent, but it's like seven years so it's right pretty, so full on so but high school good.
1: so to us uh, so i i don't know the system but it's k-12 so after yeah. the 12th grade you find yourself. um uh, you know with the uh, cadavers and yeah and doing dissections <laughs> and it's it's a bit of Pretty a shock cool. yeah. for an 18 year old for sure but uh, but that's the system there and then the one-year internship is mandatory as well so that's kind of I would say five years so mm-hmm. um, so yeah so I did that and uh, I uh, got married early on moved to the states and uh, decided to continue to pursue dentistry uh, that's when I applied to different programs, you know, advanced standing DDS programs, yeah. uh, some, um, some master's programs. Actually, I was really interested in prosthodontics and oral medicine. Okay, so nice. I applied to uh, various schools, got into uh, for advanced standing at UCLA and some other schools, got into master's in uh, pros actually, matched, got matched to uh, SUNY, okay. uh, uh, Buffalo, and yeah. uh, Indiana. And, uh, and then got into oral medicine program at University of Washington and at Harvard. And I decided to stay <laughs> at UW. You didn't go to Harvard? <laughs> I did not go to Harvard.
0: Is that like a cool like little like cheat so you can not do your DDS, but you can be a specialist, right? So if you
1: Exactly. That's pretty so cool. I decided to stay at University of Washington because I was, uh, I got into a fellowship here already. I was doing a fellowship in the dental care of the disabled which was a really unique program yeah um and i wanted to definitely do that so that was uh, a year-long fellowship so i was already doing that so i decided to stay here in washington state uh went on to do my master's in oral medicine what's
0: that not harvard again or somewhere else
1: no 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 stayed right <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, i just loved it uh, i Practiced oral medicine and pain, TMJ, uh, after school, I think uh, started in 99 <laughs> and uh, and did that for a while and then started doing general dentistry on the side okay. uh, and then got more and more into general dentistry, less and less into oral medicine. Yeah. And I think uh, I, uh, you know, this is kind of my advice for the younger dentists is that follow your heart. That's what yeah. I wanted to do then. I did that and, uh, I was really interested in oral. I still love it. Um, mm. I, I, absolutely love oral medicine. Still first love of my life <laughs> over aesthetics even.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so just follow your passion for that. Um, you know, people always ask me, did you have a vision? Did you have a vision?
0: Yeah, that's a big question. I, I was I, asking. I,
1: Yeah, I I don't believe in that, Omid, actually. Uh, I think I believe in values over vision because vision can change. It should change, in fact. Every five years, you should have a different vision. Uh, Otherwise, you'll be stagnant, won't grow. Values should be core values, solid values that they should not change. And One of the values that I have been blessed to have is that I love to learn. Yeah. And, uh, I just love to stay on my feet. Um, you know, stay nimble, learn new things. So I think that's kind of what people ask me. Like, did you have a vision where you wanted to end up? And, um, no, I still don't know what I yeah. want to be
0: when I grow up. So <laughs> yeah. That's the best. So let's go back to the uh, oral medicine days because that's pretty cool. And I was talking to, um, so on Instagram, I posted people to ask some questions if they had any. And uh, Stephanie Tran, uh, Her Holiness the Pulp, kind of reached out to me. Um, <laughs> we did an episode a couple of weeks back. I still haven't published it. Um, so she actually told me that you did oral medicine, which is pretty cool. So let me just, let's just talk about oral medicine for a couple of minutes, if you don't mind. Um, like I know it's an area that a lot of, like I, myself personally, like I, I feel like I don't know anything like about it, like truthfully. Like I like I look at it, I'm like, this looks funny. I'm like, it's like the first thing I'll refer out is oral medicine because I don't even want to, like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, yeah, because the consequences can be pretty dire, I think. So yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I have a cool oral med story. I was um in my fourth year of dental school. We start off with like a rural rotation. And uh, so it was my first like 10 weeks of like my final year of dental school. We went to like a small town, um out, like outside of Melbourne, like two hours out. And uh, it was like a Friday afternoon and some guy called The office that we're working in. And he said, I think I bit my tongue and I don't want to see a female dentist. Is there anyone that can see me? So everyone's like rolling their eyes, like, oh, this is like nothing. So he comes in and I'm seeing him because my partner was a female and he didn't want to see her. So, uh, so I look at his tongue and I was like, textbook, like SDC. I'm like, oh my God, this is like bad. And it was like, it was like massive mass. It was like growing around like his one, like lone standing, like bottom molar. Uh-huh. and um that was pretty cool like that was one of those moments where like i mean like dentistry can be serious but like at the end of the day like a tooth is a tooth and it's not like that big of a deal uh but this yeah, yeah. stuff this stuff is like life and death right so when i saw yeah. that that was like an interesting thing so we we right away called like the main hospital in the city and like arranged a referral and you went over and um did a biopsy and it was confirmed and you had to have like major surgery like the, like a uh, hemiclosectomy all that stuff like so that was pretty cool that was like my kind of one expertise or not, my <laughs> <by> one exposure <laughs> to oral medicine.
1: Yeah, good. For you. you know what, uh, Omid? People actually think that that's oral medicine. I think it's. um, I think it, to me, the the best thing that I got uh, got out of my program was uh, a a way to think, uh, think logically, yeah. think step by step. Um, uh, I think it's everywhere. Uh, you are practicing oral medicine every day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are practicing comprehensive dentistry, you are practicing oral medicine. Patient walks in, you're checking their airways, and you're doing a head and neck exam. Um, it's everywhere. When you're doing diagnosis, uh, you are practicing oral That's medicine, good. right? I mean, you're not cutting right into the <laughs> tooth. Well, I, I have a story. I used to I used to uh, teach for a while at the U, and there was a the, uh, we had started this program at the University of Washington where. I think second year students were rotating through were rot- rotating through the yeah. clinics, and this uh, this was years ago. So this kid uh, he he comes in and says, "Well, I think the the the, the tooth is infected," <laughs> and I said, "Well, why, why do you think that?" He said, "Because the patient said he has pain." Yeah. So there was like a senior and then the second year working with him. The patient said he had pain. So I don't know what got into me. I pinched him really hard. And he goes, oh, why did you do that? I said, did it hurt? And he says, yes. I said, but is it infected? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so he goes, no, I think that was his first oral medicine lesson yeah. that just because it's painful doesn't mean it's infected. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he. I left him with a good bruise. And, um, <laughs> but I think he, he learned his yeah. lesson. Uh, but yeah, I think oral medicine is everywhere. Uh in the smallest of things, you know, how you look at things when you know to start looking at the bigger picture. I yeah. think, um,
0: you're so for the, this. for the new grad who's, you know, like in their first, like six months of working, uh, what's like as an oral medicine with your oral medicine hat on, and know you have uh, many hats. Uh, what's like the f- five things that they don't know that they should know?
1: Ah, uh, head and neck exam. Yeah. Do it with intent. um, I think doing it with intent is the key. I see when I was teaching students, they would breeze through it. Um, and uh, if you do it with intent, there's going to be a thousand times you're not going to find anything. And there's going to be that one time that you do, yeah. like you were describing the case before, mm-hmm. that's going to be well worth your yeah. time. Um, so I think, uh, and that applies to everything doing it with intent, good head and neck exam, airway second. Yeah. It's if you want to practice good dentistry, good comprehensive dentistry, look at the airway. So how
0: do we do that in terms of like clinically with like, is it through imaging or like clinically we're looking at it?
1: Clinically, look at, look at the back of the job. and yeah. you know, um, so, so it just, it's just that easy. Yeah. Um, third is look at the bigger picture, you know, to me, when I uh, so now I don't take referrals for oral medicine uh, unless there's a friend every 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 year I get three or four referrals that I will take in only um, only only because I enjoy it and to help a friend yeah. out um, but I don't usually take referrals for it but like I said uh, we are practicing oral medicine every day uh, because if a patient walks in and if you have decided that the goal for you is to be doing comprehensive care. Then when the patient walks in, you are doing a good head and neck exam, looking at the airway, and then looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Patient walks in with that number 15 crown that keeps popping off or number eight fractured incisal edge, and you just try to fix that and you're not putting your oral medicine, oral diagnosticians yeah. hat, then you're not looking at the airway. You're missing, oh, what's, is their pathway where is this? person just is number 15 the first point of contact. What changed? Yeah. What is changing in this person's physiology that this is beginning to happen? So I think that's the that's the key point. Um so I think those are my the main
0: points there. Three big yeah. ones.
1: Um yeah I don't know about five, five but I think for, for, <laughs> <putting> <laughs> for a general dentist uh, I think for a general if you can do that I think yeah. you're doing no I great
0: think talks. the uh, I think the intent point is uh, is a really good one because I even myself like I'm pretty impatient with it i think because i think we're like over oh, our dentist let me just jump to the teeth and let me do my thing and if you kind of just quickly whizz yeah. through and like we just love i just love like the within normal limits or whatever he's like, just, like, it, <laughs> out. like oh, it looks pretty normal i think uh, <laughs> so i think no i think that's cool i think i'll take that and i need to start i know for sure that i need to start like i mean i have a look it's not like i don't do it but um i don't think it's intent filled so for sure
1: i think a lot of um again you know sort of marrying the two <laughs> the the two th- two things I love uh, so much: oral medicine and uh, comprehensive care, interdisciplinary dentistry. I guess aesthetics people like to call yeah. it. Uh, to me, it's interdisciplinary care. Uh, a lot of your audience, I think, a lot of the younger dentists really want to, because that's the shiny, you know, the shiny veneers, right? Uh, a, a lot of the younger dentists want to do that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you want to do that, you want to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the all, the, all of the paths to success go through comprehensive care. If you want to do that, you know, the eight veneer case and you are, when a patient walks in with that chipped eight or nine and you're only looking at that, you are, that case is walking out the door. You don't even know yeah. it um, because... You need to take a step back, do comprehensive care. So that was one of the things I did when I started my practices. I decided that we were not going to do any limited care. So all of our new patient exams are two hours long. Um, Even if a patient calls in in pain, I will try to accommodate them within the next couple of days. But since two thousand nine, I believe uh, two thousand ten, I believe I we have not taken a single new patient into the practice that did not commit to a two hour exam, including you know radiographs yeah. and pictures. So can pictures you, uh, if and... you don't
0: mind, like talk us through like what you, sort of the overview of what you do in those two hours? Because I think that'd be pretty valuable for most people. Because I know like most offices and most offices that I work at, like uh, obviously we have hygienists. They'll bring the patient in. They'll do like the you know full mouth series or bite wings or whatever it may be. Um, and then I'll just come in I'm literally in there I don't think like fifteen minutes and I'll just look around without intent I'll do my extra oral inter-oral, and then uh <laughs> I'll do my like charting, like charting and then diagnosis and then that's pretty much it and then we just have a chat with the patient about what they want to do um but that's something that i w- and I think I've been lazy w- with it because i wanna i know the proper ways to be more comprehensive about it so I'm interested to see how you like if you do, spend two hours which seems like a good amount of time, I'm sure you get like thorough right. everything. so what's like your sort of protocol and, and it's
1: uh <clears throat> But it's not two hours. It's not the whole time is with me, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but no. To going back to your point about, uh, and that's how I was. And I did my uh, preceptorship, the, the UCLA Aesthetic Continuum. The if you did the whole program, <clears throat> um, you know, you got a postgraduate certificate or whatnot. And I did that years ago. And I remember sitting there sitting through those lectures and going there is no way I'm going to be doing the 12 you know the 16 aesthetic shots I'm there's no way I don't know who does that I don't even believe anybody does that Frank does Frank Spear does that probably (laughs) Jimmy Eubanks does that and Jeff Morley does that and those are the three people that do it and I will never do it Uh, and I sat there and I remember thinking that and this I do that now, so, That's great. so uh yeah, so I think it's it's the barriers that we put in in our mind, and I used to think the same way there's no way I can convince a patient come and spend two hours with me, uh, and by the way, you 're not getting a cleaning uh, in those two yeah. hours so, uh, so so I thought that I mean, I think those are the barriers that I had kind of set in my own mind for myself, um, even though I had all these amazing mentors telling me how they practice. In the two hours, we uh, start out with a pretty detailed uh, consult with the patient, you know, uh, to evaluate their goals, you know, what they want to do, what their vision is for themselves. Um, for values? Uh, <laughs> exactly, actually. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's why I was chuckling when I said that, because... Uh, because uh, don 't you know that and when you start talking to patients i 'm sure you 've experienced yeah. that that uh, their vision for their teeth actually is based very much rooted into their yeah, values right because sure. they will be like well i don 't think I need this or I my parents never had their teeth till they were you know in, like into their seventies they had dentures, mm-hmm. and that 's the that 's the value system they have for their teeth, and then their vision is also <laughs> limited right so uh, so yeah, so we talk about that um, and uh, then from then on, we take a panoramic radiograph. Uh, we take um, bite wings and PAs as needed. And then we take the whole series, um, the aesthetic shots. So and are you
0: doing you know, this or uh, not the radiograph part, but the my, the clinical pictures, are you taking those or is your assistant or hygienist?
1: My assistant's very well trained yeah. in that now. So she does that. And uh, so they're doing that. Uh, the hygienist uh, comes in and uh, does um, the, the period charting. Um, and uh, the hygienist also does the VELscope exam. Um, yeah. So uh, she does her brief head and neck exam. And then when I come in, I do the head and neck exam. And then, <clears throat> you know, years ago, um, I was lucky enough where I started my practice late. Uh, so I, uh, you know, to your point earlier, Everyone's in a, in a yeah. hurry to start their <laughs> practice. Uh, but I, I, I was lucky enough where I did, did it quite late in my career. So I was an associate for a long time. I'd been through the oral medicine thing, yeah. done that for a while, <clears throat> been through some, um, you know, obviously a lot of spirit courses, uh, I'd taken a, one course, course uh, the UCLA uh, thing I was interested in. So by the time, oh, I'd done the UCLA program already. So by the time I started my practice, i decided that i was going to have my own uh form sort of the comprehensive care exam sheet uh anyone who wants it i have it by the way yeah. um, <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> and uh it's sort of amalg- like an amalgamation of everything that's pretty uh, cool yeah here in UCLA. yeah and so um so we do that exam it um it starts out with a head and neck exam, the TMJ, uh, muscles. It's, very, it's It doesn't take that long, actually. It sounds like a lot. Uh, and then airway exam, uh, we check occlusion, we check function. Um, so after the exam, um, you know, I seat the patient up and have a consult with the patient and go over some sort of some uh larger points and then usually we bring them in again for another consult if it's a larger treatment plan. yeah
0: and how in terms of like i know myself and a lot of other new grads um we kind of get stuck in maybe not having the confidence to like present like big treatment plans um and kind of stick to like okay you need this in like a few cavities here a few cavities there um, but we don't have like the confidence to be like okay you need like eight crowns you need like nine crowns even though clinically like they'll need it like we're not trying to like push treatment or anything it's just we don't think like we can't necessarily afford maybe as new grads to like pay like 12 13 grand ourselves so we're not you know like this guy's no way this guy can afford it kind of thing so i think we hold ourselves back from like asking i agree with that so when like obviously you have a lot of training so i don't want to like dumb it down for like people who are just coming out of school and we've done nothing yet but uh when did you have that breakthrough that you're like i'm confident that this is what needs to be done. This is the proper way. This is what I would do like on my mom or my sister or my, uh, wife or whatever it may be. And this is what I'm going to present. And this is the, and this is it like take it or leave it kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, I think the biggest shift happened in my head was, uh, after spear, um, the, the spear first program is the FGTP workshop, the facially generated treatment planning workshop. Uh, interestingly, uh, the first time I attended that, again, even though I'd been through the UCLA program, I sat there and I said, well, nobody's <laughs> doing that. No way. You no, you're, you can't be doing that. And I took it again. Um, and that that's the workshop I mentor now. It's nice. okay. uh, very interesting. Uh, one of my favorite things to do in dentistry, absolutely, hands down at this point, is interdisciplinary dentistry. Because it brings together all all of that knowledge, yeah. uh, all of that experience that one one gains uh, painfully uh, puts together over, yeah. <laughs> over the last uh, so many years, yeah. right? Um, so, so, yeah, so I think that's where the shift happened. And I'll tell you, it wasn't so much about, about doing, it was more about seeing. Um, I, I, had a, I had a pathology instructor years ago who would always say when we would look at slides, that your eyes do not see what your mind doesn't know and uh yeah and you know and you can translate to anything in life um be it relationships with your employees or um the slides or (laughs) your uh or your plan you know so so the shift happened after maybe doing that fgtp workshop (laughs) maybe the the third time, <laughs> uh, no one said I was a quick learner. Um, so, so uh, I think that's when I realized that oh boy, there's a lot more to see here that I'm not seeing. And then once you start seeing that, then it becomes a part of your core value. That 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 then you don't have a problem. It just rolls right out of your tongue. You don't worry about worry. Do not worry about saying oh how should I tell the patient four crowns or. Um, you know that that I, or sometimes how do I tell the patient this kid? You are not someone I want to treat in my practice. Yeah. Um, you know that's why God made prosthodontists, and um, <laughs> that's where you're going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so there are times when you have to take a step back and say that you look at the whole picture and you go, "Oh my God, I can fix that number fourteen for you, but you are resistant to any more treatment, and you don't understand that." You are a case that you need to be fully uh, under the care of a prosthodontist, yeah. and you have to be able to say that and be able to explain that to the patient as to why you're doing that uh, or why you're saying that. So I think once you start seeing, then if you're not able to see it yourself, you can't show it to your patient. Yeah. So once you start seeing it yourself, and it's again it comes back to uh, learning to see, then you can start saying that and that's when all the barriers sort of lifted and uh, so that's
0: all that's all education so you have to really be out there taking ce and learning and always uh, expanding what you see right to to even know it.
1: good yeah. yeah good ce's get good mentors yeah. you know i know you've had this i mean you're doing an amazing job by thank way, you with this, uh, the, with this podcast uh i think all of the dental students should be listening to this but um i think that's the theme that you it's a recurring theme yeah, isn't it With all for
0: the, sure all mentorship's big
1: all of it. yeah but find mentors that will save you a ton of money and save you a lot of time because instead of you stumbling from one place to the other find a system um talk I mean gosh this Instagram thing is so amazing um you can so look cool. at you know it's amazing because I uh I was I didn't even know much about it and I just recently got into it and uh so uh so look around see whose work you like whose philosophy you like and get yourself a team of mentors yeah, sure. it's, free, I right? it's, right? it's worldwide now it's worldwide which yeah. is cool yeah, get yourself coupled in Perio. Get yourself five or six brass mentors. Yeah. I mean, you just you just sit there and you do that, and it's amazing. And yeah. then uh, just ask them, you know, what course should I take? And uh, and I and I, you know, there are people that reach out to me uh, via Instagram, and I and I tell them like. Could be something as simple as what loops, you know what loops are yeah
0: you got, you got and, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah or, or what courses yeah. to do, uh, but find yourself a find yourself a good good mentor, and um, I think that 's the key, uh, I think there are a couple more things that i want i really believe in the yeah. so one is this is the structured learning, it could be spear coise, panky dos, and uh, you know uh, doesn 't matter, find one and stick to that because. That's how we were raised. Uh, we dentists, we are pretty driven people, K through 12. Uh, yeah. we, know we had a structure and we knew how to excel in it. And then we went to dental school and we knew what the That's curriculum great point. was, yeah. what the coursework was, and we were doing awesome and we were doing great. Uh, we, know, we knew what the problem was that we needed to solve. And then you put us out in the world. <laughs> We have no structure and we're confused, yeah. right? We're confused and we don't know what to do. So find yourself a structure and stick to it. And second is set some goals for yourself. Because I think that was the one thing that I felt really lost after after getting out in the world yeah. was uh, I felt lost. I had no goals anymore. And first year, Donald school, your goal is to get to second yeah. year with good grades <laughs> and then second the third and third to fourth, and the graduate, and you think that's going to be it, and then you almost hit this this sinkhole. You feel like there's nothing more to do. What should I do next? That's so true. So I I think that be uh, involved in different organizations. I think for younger dentists, AGD is amazing um, uh, because you can set yourself a goal for fellowship. Easy, easy, easy to attain um so that gives you some structure on the side uh, as you're pursuing your you know dental career on the side you have a goal to attain i think that anchors me I think that, uh, and I think it anchors a lot of, yeah. yeah uh do you know another do another fellowship acd is amazing um set that goal for yourself um you know make it a, doesn't matter make it a 10 year goal but do that on the side so you have the sense of achievement because to me that's how we raise our kids in this society to accomplish goals and then all of a sudden we take it away from yeah. them and then we go yep now go fly free <laughs> and, and that's uh, that's I perfect think, and I, I think, think that that,
0: that leads me like perfectly into what i was uh, hoping to speak with you next um because like what you said is perfect because i i had the same experience like when i graduated like you have all these like ambitions, right? You like, you come out of school and you like, uh, the whole world's like your oyster. You can do whatever you want. Like you got this yeah. like cool degree. You can like make like decent money. And, um, but it's also very easy to like do nothing. Like you just like find a job and you come home and just like watch Netflix all day and then you go to bed and like, it's like a repetitive cycle, right? Um, So I think I got in that trap. Like my first few months, like I had all these like goals like, and my start started was like, I'm really like, entrepreneurial. So I was like all these like business ideas and like, I want to have this podcast, like this and that. And then like for like six months, I was like just figuring out dentistry. I was like at work and I'm like stressed out about how to do a filling and like like having like open yeah. contacts and stuff. And then you kind of yeah. just come home and you're like tired and like do nothing, right? And um, yeah. I started taking some CE and I think I've kind of slowed down a little bit. So I was a little bit upset about myself like regarding that because I feel like from like maybe three months to like nine months like of practicing my first year, I got comfortable. Like I kind of stopped uh, challenging myself at work and like stopped taking on like harder procedures uh because maybe early on i was like really bullish and i was like doing like crazy things that and then and then you you get you you screw up sometimes right and you kind of have to pump the brakes. yeah and then i think i reverted too much and i was like i'm too comfortable like let me just relax let me just do my fillings do some crowns here and there do some endo here and there um, but i wasn't at work like nervous about the next procedure which is like not good i don't think especially early days you got it you got to go to work and you got to be like shaking. <laughs> like, I think like, not yeah. that you're unprepared, but like yeah. you haven't done it necessarily. Yeah. Like you got to push yourself. Right. So, um, yeah. I think the structure is amazing that you recommended. I think having some structured courses.
1: But see, you are, uh, you are, uh, a little different. I think you're being a little too harsh on yourself <laughs> because you are an innovator. So what you are doing, I think there are a lot of younger dentists looking at you going, ah, oh, I wish I could do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like and you know, over there, but so you're already blazing some new trails and it's helping a lot of people. Uh, so, so I think, so that's really innovative, really cool. So you created your own little structure for yourself. I mean, you're making yourself sit down right now and talk to, talk to this older dentist, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) so so I think, I think you're, you're really, you created your own structure for yourself. Not everyone has the luxury or the ability to do Mm that. Um, people are not very comfortable um, doing some of the things that you're doing Thank you. Um, it,
0: yeah.
1: you know so so i think but even they can create little uh li- little attainable goals for themselves yeah. i think that's important yeah. for and us i think,
0: think another that. mistake that i made it and i it's funny cuz i talk to a lot of dental students now and and i like i hit them with like a hard no cuz they come i get messages from like students at like university of toronto here and like, Oh, how much money are you making? Like, what's your production? Like, I'm like, man, like that's not, cause I, I was the same way. Like I would have been probably the same asking the same questions like to new grads. And, and that was like, I yeah. was like a good lesson. Cause I, when I got out, I was working and I was like, all right, I need to make like X amount of dollars today. And then I'd be like generally depressed if I didn't like make that much money. And then like, so like my whole mood like swung, not on like my clinical performance or like how good my work was, but like how much money I was making. Um, yeah. so after like probably like five, six months, I was like, I need to like change this. Cause it's not healthy. And like, it's not like money shouldn't be like the end-all be-all of this, right? So I think for the past six months, I've been, yeah, I started like rubber damming everything. And, I, and like you said, mentors, like I met some good mentors that I've been podcasting and getting inspired from like the guests on the show. Uh, So I, I yeah. made my appointments longer. I wasn't like trying to like maximize everything. I'm like, I'm just take my time and like do things properly. And I I even made more money like as a, as a like byproduct, but, but uh, I think it's, it's not my exactly. biggest advice is like that you should have goals but i don't think money should be the goal like at least for the first like 2 3 years anyways like clinical no, clinical clinical for not sure no
1: all yeah i so agree with that i think follow your heart uh, it's easier to say it's easy to say now but you know those worries will never go away yeah. um a few few years ago our in our state one of the big insurance providers um cut the reimbursement rate severely and uh, a lot of practices suffered a lot. Um, uh, so I think if you are, if, if that's the angle that you always have, uh, let me assure you that that, that worry doesn't ever go yeah. away because um, your needs, uh, your needs expand, um, yeah. you know, before you know it, you have three ops and then you have five operatories and you have seven, you know, staff of seven and, and so on and so forth. And an insurance provider drops or, leaves your area or cuts down reimbursement yeah. so so i don't think that's a good way to look at it i think the way to look at it is to keep yourself future ready um stay nimble and stay humble yeah
0: then
1: Lim- so stay nimble because don't get comfortable uh learn new things you know a few years ago i i am not a computer savvy person mm-hmm. at all and uh, a few years ago i got into Sarek and there isn't a single day that I'm not working with that CERAC machine now. Um, I think 99% of the stuff I do, I do on my CEREC. Yeah. Um, I I'll do most of my implant stuff on CERAC. I, I just love CEREC. Uh, but also stay humble because just when I started getting comfortable with CEREC, I realized that, well, I'm not doing veneers with mm-hmm. CEREC. I still send those out. I am not uh, doing full month cases with CEREC. Uh So that uh, is the part of staying humble. So now uh, that's my next goal is to get better at that. But the point of bringing this up is that um, you can't just focus on money. You have to focus on yourself and how to continue to improve your skills so that you're future ready. So you don't know how the shift is going to happen, and yeah. uh, in, in, in this world and in the area that you practice, but you should have different kinds of skills that, that keep, keep you marketable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, again, it comes back to values versus yeah. vision, you know, <laughs> um, that should be a value if you're just only thinking short term money, um, you you don't even know how much money you're going to make. Yeah. Uh, once you focus on good dentistry. that's yes, for sure.
0: Um, so, and how's um? So Serik is an interesting one because um, obviously I uh, we hired at some offices and it wasn't always like the associates were kind of just doing like restorative work and we weren't getting like uh because there's an older established office one of my offices that I work at and we don't have like a mm-hmm. uh, we had like a massive patient base but not a lot of patients new patients coming in. Um. So most of the patients were obviously like existing patients and seeing the you know, older principal dentists. And so I wouldn't do many crowns and stuff there, but uh, we had the CEREC there and I was always like bummed out that I wasn't like learning, taking the opportunity to like use it and like learn from it. Um, so yeah. what do you recommend in terms of, um, like, how did you, what was like the learning curve for CEREC? Like, did you do like uh, Doctors.com and like just do the courses on there or?
1: Yeah, again, you know, through Spear, um, because um uh, Samir is basically yeah. it. Uh, in Scottsdale uh, with Spear, so I took some courses there. Now the learning curve is still; it all comes boils down to you. Yeah. I mean, it starts out with you just uh, looking at that machine, <laughs> like peeping, yeah, <laughs> be from behind the curtain, looking at the machine in the corner, going, "What the? <laughs> what did I just do? Why did yeah. I buy that?" Yeah. Uh, then, then progressively, you know, you walk up to it and touch it and run back <laughs> to your office and sit down. <laughs> so that's where it started. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. Uh, you know, and then again, the same thing, it's the, it's the recurring theme of uh, our lives yeah. of, uh, you know, of as dentists, I think some of us are more, more like me and some are our, some others are more, I guess, braver, bolder than I am, but same story again, I would Think that, oh gosh, I got this machine now. Uh I I, because I loved it. I saw some really good work. So I I bought it. I really don't know why I bought it. It was not a financially motivated decision. (laughs) You just need new
0: toys at Uh, work, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. It was something that just attracted me. And I thought, oh man, I want to do this thing. You know, I really want to do this thing. Uh so, but yeah, it started off with me being really afraid of the machine. (laughs) And uh and then um saying you know let me let me try it and then i i remember my first few sex i did i had uh booked the patient for four hours <laughs>
0: yeah you don't want the time pressure <laughs> for,
1: uh, for four hours for like i think number 14 crown or something uh i used to still take i never believed this this was this was gonna work out so i used to take uh preliminary impressions mm-hmm. you know to just get my to, assistant to get ready for temps <laughs> because i would be like this is not going to work out we'll have to put the patient in a temp yeah. so um, and then we used to take impressions on every patient i used to send it to the lab still have them pour a die bring the dye back send the patient in a temp and send them home i did that i think for good first 10 crowns believe it or not nice. and uh would take my uh, uh take the the unit that i'd milled put it on the die. That's so and thorough. Check That's it
0: under the best. Microscope.
1: That's yeah. Wow. Microscope. So check it. Check <laughs> it in the microscope because all of these years I had trimmed my own dyes yeah. and I would get the dye back from the from the lab and check, trim it in the microscope. Send it back to the lab and then the lab my my ceramist would bring the case back and I would put it another microscope and check his margins. <laughs> and I said, well, if I'm doing that to him, yeah. Uh, I should be holding myself to the same standard, so I did that for and the first time. How does the Seric measure up
0: in general? It's pretty good.
1: It was awful in the yeah. beginning, awful, awful, <laughs> and that's when, that's when I uh, I was feeling really bad. I was like, no, this, you know, this is milled, this is milled versus pressed. Yeah. I mean, this is just never going to work out. I mean, the guy's pressing, I'm milling, and it's, it's not going to work out. So this margin, nope, it gets better. Yeah. Trust me. Again, it gets better because you're you have to, you, it's not because the Sarek machine got better. It's not because the Omnicam got better. It's not because, not even because my scanning skills got better because, you know, they were good uh, when I started doing it. And and they got slightly better, but actually what changed was me focusing on my hand skills all over again. And this was well into my career. Yeah. So, um, so that's like I said, stay humble that's great. uh just when you think you know just when you think you're gonna hold your ceramist under the microscope, you gotta hold yourself under that microscope yeah. too so, so <laughs> uh so yeah, hand skills improved and I think uh, getting more focused refining those margins, taking that extra time uh and it's interesting because what you put on the front end you get get at the back end yeah and and now our Sarah start to finish is like two hours, maybe two and a half hours mm-hmm. appointments, uh, slam dunk fits, yeah. you know? So, uh, so yeah, it's a that's little cool. cr- So
0: you don't take impressions of yeah. stuff anymore either. You're pretty confident with it now.
1: I <laughs> know. <not anymore. laughs> so do, do
0: Mostly like indirect restorations versus direct or is those still pretty, like pretty balanced? Uh, pretty balanced. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So,
1: okay, that's cool. um, it's a mix of patients I yeah. have, so
0: Awesome. So, um, I'll end off, uh, I think it was a great conversation. So thank you. First of all, before you kind of jump into some quick rapid fire, fun questions. Uh, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there for the listeners. And I think there's a lot of good value in there and, and vision, but, uh, um, so, uh, it's like a new thing. I haven't done it with any other guests before. Um,
1: Oh, nice. uh, Thank you. Thanks for making me the first (laughs) one.
0: I'm gonna just ask you like random questions and maybe like three to five answers, whatever you come up with, and then um, I was maybe like we'll do three of those and then we'll call it a day. Okay. Um, so, what's okay. your top five favorite teeth to work on?
1: Top five favorite
0: yeah. teeth. Number twenty-nine. <laughs> I need a Canadian <laughs> conversion, universal conversion kit here as
1: well. <laughs> uh, gosh, I love them all. <laughs> I mean, an anterior case, <laughs> six through eleven. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's, that's a good, good. one I like that <laughs> question.
1: Yeah. and uh what, I, i'll tell you what i don't yeah. want to work on is uh 32 okay uh 116 17 32 and the and 12 year yeah. molars i don't want to work yeah. on them so if i get an associate i'll get an associate just to work on those yeah. teeth
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good and uh so what's your what's your like if you can only have three ki- uh burrs what would you choose
1: Oh, my God. All three of them are going to be winter burrs. You know, the winter yeah. burrs? Grasslers uh, winter mm-hmm. burrs. So I think the six millimeter, um, I think I'll do six millimeter 1.2 um, burr. I'll do a six millimeter one point, uh, 1.0. Uh, can I have four, sure. please? <laughs> <Insert>. <laughs> yeah, because I'll have medium grits in both of those <laughs> and fine
0: Neither. and
1: fine grits in both of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right and the last one is do you what kind of music do you like do you listen to different music do you put your own music or you get the patient to like choose the music in the office or is this no
1: radio? no no i pick my yeah. own music so what's your it's like what's howard. your
0: top like what's your playlist that you have
1: ben howard yeah. it's ben howard video yeah ben howard's the guy with the uh, we we have uh one of those i don't know what you call them <laughs> um stations yes yeah. uh, Ben yeah. Howard. And, uh, yeah, I, I forget the name, but Pandora or something like that. And, and we have the Ben Howard radio.
0: So, and the last one is, if there's one procedure you could do for rest of your career, what would it be?
1: Ah, that's a good one. I think it has to be a Sarah (laughs) on (laughs) on, on number
0: 14, (laughs) why not? My best one that I ever heard, and I wish I remembered who said this, I can give them credit. And they were like, uh, "I wish I could just specialize in premolars." <laughs> I was like, "That's oh nice, <laughs> specializing premolar <laughs> dentistry." That's like, <laughs> that's like that's awesome.
1: But I, I really like number fourteen because it has some substance, <laughs> you know. So when you're seating, yeah, that's what I was thinking when you when you seat. It's like your whole that premolars just those when you're seating is especially because see when 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 I was doing traditional work, you have a die, so you would you can put your little restoration on the dye and then polish Mm it. I don't have a dye now, so I want some substance to hold on to. Uh, So number 14,
0: (laughs) I like that. Thanks a lot for for being on the podcast. It's been a great episode (laughs) and uh, hopefully we'll catch up at some other point. We'll do another one and uh, good luck with everything on Instagram. Uh, Keep up the great work on there with the car art. I think it kind of... (laughs) Died off <laughs> a little bit, but hopefully, hopefully we'll. Revive. I stopped. I stopped. I was getting
1: out of control, so I stopped for a little bit. You
0: took it to the beach. Like I was like, man, that's a like commitment. <laughs> it's
1: getting serious. Yeah, I
0: need like, to like step my game up. I'm just like.
1: Awesome <laughs> oh, stuff. All right. Well, thank Thanks you so much, that. Ahmed. Yeah, it was Take great care. talking to you. Thank yeah. you.
0: Bye. Bye.